Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seatgeek for Tuesday, August 25th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, I will be joined by Luke Johnson. He is a writer for the New Orleans Advocate and Times-Picune. Luke and I get into his hurricane prep, his hurricane necessities, as we have passed on from Hurricane or Tropical Storm Marco, and now we are awaiting Hurricane slash Tropical Storm Laura. Um, So Luke has lived in the city for quite some time now. He's originally from Wisconsin, so um, we'll get his insight on what he has in his house to prepare for hurricanes. And of course, the main reason he's here is to get into a little bit of Saints football. Uh, Media writers are changing changing um, days, changing shifts, if you will, uh, at Saints practice because only a few members are allowed in at a time. So this week, Luke Johnson has been covering the Saints, so he's been there for three days now. So we'll get into a little bit of Saints coverage with him. Uh, Great conversation with Luke. Before we get into that interview with Luke, I want to remind you Saints fans of the Fox 8 rebroadcast of the four classic Saints games that is going on right now. The first game was on August 22nd, but if you missed it, don't worry. There are three more that you can catch up on. The next one is coming up on Saturday, August 29th at 7 p.m. It'll be the October 25th win in 2009 against the Miami Dolphins, so you don't want to miss that. And then the next one is Saturday, September 5th at 7 p.m. That one's the December 10th game in 2006. Sunday night football, the victory over the Dallas Cowboys. As a person who's from Dallas, I uh, I might be tuning into that one. And then the next one, or the last one, excuse me, will be Sunday, September 6th at 6 p.m. That game will be from Monday, November 30th of 2009. It was a win over the New England Patriots in the Superdome. So be sure to catch those on Fox 8 if you didn't write down all of the dates that I just said. How dare you, first of all. But you can find uh, all of the information on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints app. Uh, Again, those games will be rebroadcast on Fox 8. All right, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Luke Johnson. Luke, we survived the first tropical storm of Marco. It was blue skies here uh, on Monday this week, and now we are awaiting Marco to come, or no, Laura to come. Um, What are your three hurricane necessities that you have to have in your house when you're expecting a hurricane or tropical storm? Okay, so so number one, we, we have this thing called a Berkey. Uh, it's like a, like a water purifier. Okay. You can put like, you put like river water in that thing and it comes out just like tasting fresh. I, we're not going to try the whole river water thing, but like it's, it's a necessity during a hurricane. So okay. I need to give folks uh, some background on you. So not only do you write for the times Picune and New Orleans Advocate, you were a former Marine as was, was your wife a former Marine as well? No, no, okay. no, no. She's, she, yeah, we, we just met at college, but, but she's actually the survivalist in our. <laughs> okay. So okay. that is why they have the this yeah, yeah, I'm just like, oh, we'll just drink river water and, and we'll be okay. No, uh, she's, she's the one that's making sure that we, uh, you know, we aren't living in the Stone Age dying at 42. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we got the Berkey. Um, you got to have, look, you got to have the, uh, the, the, the portable chargers, you know? Right. Like the ones that hold the charge. Yeah. So you can plug your phone in so you can keep firing off the fire tweets. Fire tweets. Um, and uh, oh oh and the last thing is uh we've got we've got um 
like life vests for our dogs. Hmm. That's nice. That's awesome. Three essentials right there. Water, <laughs> tweets, and dogs. Uh, loading I don't dogs. have any three of those items, so I should probably, <laughs> I don't have dogs. I don't have portable chargers. I should probably add that to my list. Well, you should and definitely get the, like the, the, the portable chargers are like actually like a necessity during the storm. <laughs> um, I mean, water is also a necessity, but you could just buy like water in bulk. You know? Yeah, that's what I did uh, to prepare for this. I bought water, a lot of trail mix, a lot of oatmeal, mm -hmm. and the way the sky is looking right now, I'm probably just going to end up eating that over the next three months. So. Okay. So what's your what's what's the the the, the trail mix move for you? Like do you go do you go like heavy on the on the sweets like some M and M's in there. You yeah, I need some chocolate in there. Uh, ever since um, COVID nineteen started, I have trained myself to want chocolate after every meal. Um, you know the office episode where like Jim's training Dwight to want like a mint. Yeah. I feel like, like, like that. I'm that the, person. Yeah. <laughs> like I've tried to not eat chocolate after a meal, and I'm like. Like I need to put, be put in a straight jacket because I've physically gone to CVS in the middle of the night because I'm like, I need chocolate. Um, so it's now become an addiction. So that is what I've gotten out of COVID-19. So yeah, we've all got, we've all got uh, our own demons to battle through after this thing. <laughs> we've all got our stuff. Um, so Luke, you've spent two, three practices now um, watching the Saints. Was it two or three? It was three. Yesterday three. was my third three practices. Um, the team has an off day uh, on Tuesday, but the biggest thing that stood out to me from um, hearing what everyone's been saying at practice is the defense. The defense has won pretty much every day of practice except for Monday. So in your uh, best analysis over the last three days, what is the defense doing that makes them stand out so much? Well, I think first and foremost, you just got to consider they have a lot of really, really good players there. Um, I, I think, um, Every level of that defense has like a superstar. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore. And then beyond the superstars, you have very, very good players who could become superstars or, or who have been superstars. Uh, I think Marcus Davenport is in line for a really big year. David Onyemata, Sheldon Rankins, Malcolm Brown are all really solid up the middle. Um, I think Alex Anzalone, if he stays healthy, is going to be really good. I think he's had a, a very strong start to camp. Uh, and then it, Jack Rabbit Jenkins is has been a very good player for a long time. Um, uh, Malcolm Jenkins has been a very good player for a long time. Marcus Williams, um, I think, if he can improve his tackling, he's, he can be you know considered among the the better safeties in the NFL. They're, they're just they're just loaded over there. Yeah. And I think at this point they've like those guys have been together longer than the offensive guys have. The offense of guys are rotating a, a few more new pieces in uh, so they've just got I think some really good chemistry right now um, they're really confident and, and we've seen that defense take steps forward each of the last couple seasons um, yeah. they want to be a top five defense I think it's, it's a legitimate possibility it was funny the other day I was talking to JD and I was like oh Marcus is going into year three now right and he was like four and I was like gosh it's been four years since that 2017 draft which got so much so many great players for the Saints but it's just crazy to think about. Um, Luke another player that I've been hearing a lot about is PJ Williams and we all have been a part of the Saints team the last two years PJ's gotten a lot of criticism from Saints fans do you but you know we've heard positive things from him out of this camp do you think safety is just that natural position or do you think he's just developed a lot more this offseason no you know I, I mean he played some safety last year and look I, I want to say that like I've, I've been on on the uh like defend pj williams side for for a while I, yeah i think 
it's fair it's fair for players to receive criticism obviously yeah. and, and I think a lot of people remember maybe that Atlanta game from a few years ago where he just got uh, toasted by Calvin Ridley for a half yeah. uh, but really ever since that happened they moved him from outside corner to slot and uh, you know he gives up his share of plays I mean it, you, you can't not give up plays it's, it's the just NFL you're gonna get got right? you know? yeah yeah but like he's he's been very very solid there. He's he's good in coverage. He's good in run support. They had injuries at safety last year. They're like, hey PJ, you want to play safety? He's like, sure. And he goes out there and he has a pretty good game. I, he played three different positions in that Tennessee game last year. Yeah. Uh, the guy provides a lot of flexibility, versatility that, that you can just kind of plug and play, um, and feel pretty confident in him. Um, I, I think P.J. Williams is a really, really good piece for this defense. You're not going to count on him to be the guy who's going out there and intercepting seven passes a year, um, being the star in the defense. But, like, he's, he's the sort of, you know, kind of glue guy that you need there. Uh, and, and, yeah, I think he's undervalued by, by a lot of people, um, but not the Saints. They, they know what they have in him. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I'm really excited to see what's to come out of that secondary. Now, you, you mentioned the linebackers. You mentioned Alex Anzalone. Hopefully, he can stay healthy this year. We know how big of an asset he can be for the Saints, but obviously, he's had that, those shoulder injuries that have just plagued him. But um, a guy that was cut on Monday was um, Nigel Bradham, or cut on Sunday, excuse me. And, and Sean Payton mentioned liking what he's seen out of the younger guys, Joe Bocci, Zach Bond, Caden Ellis. What have you seen out of those younger guys that's maybe stood out to you? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell right now, honestly. Right. Uh, I, I think uh, it, we, we see some some flashes in, in like individual drills. Uh, I, I think uh, both Bocce and Bond showed showed some kind of feistiness in the uh, in like one on one pass rushing the other day. Um, and yeah, obviously Bond's like a very good athlete. We've heard really good things about Bocce athletically. You know, Caden Ellis obviously was on the team last year. He made the he made the roster as a, a seventh round draft pick before he got hurt um I think they they like a lot about him as well but it, it's it's really hard to tell right now uh from our perspective uh without seeing the benefit of, of uh, these guys going in live tackling right um or anything like that and that's I, I think that's going to be a challenge uh for uh for the Saints as as they are looking at at cutting down this roster from 80 to yeah, I guess it's uh, 69 with uh, with 53 in the 16-man practice squad. Um, so, you know, especially with like positions like linebacker and running back, where, where you don't have like the full contact. Uh, but I think I think you can see enough from Anzalone being healthy. You see that that Bond is is capable, and he's not going to have this just enormous learning curve that he can't overcome. Um, you know, guys like Bocce and and Ellis. Uh, I think have been solid. I, it's it's enough to say. Do we really need to keep um, this veteran linebacker on when we've got these younger, more promising players uh, yeah. kind of in the in the wings? Right. I'm interested to see how they um, kind of replace AJ Klein because you know exactly what he was going to bring, the consistency that he was going to bring to that linebacker core every time. Um, but you mentioned, you well, know, and, and don't don't forget, there's there's also the possibility of Kiko Alonso coming off the, the right. physically unable to perform list at some point in the the early part of the season. So yeah, I think they're going to be fine at linebacker, but they've, they really got to hope uh, Anzalone stays healthy because uh, beyond him, I think the only experience you have at that position is, is Craig Robertson. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, they'd be counting a lot on younger players to, to kind of fill that role if, if Anzalone or Demario Davis is unable to stay healthy. 
and then you miss Craig Robertson, you know, possibly on special teams, and you know how much he, he adds to the special teams for this team. Um, but you mentioned scrimmaging on Monday. The Saints got into a little bit of two-man drill. When do you think we'll – or two-minute drill, excuse me. When do you think we'll start seeing uh, more scrimmages from the Saints? Um, I, think, I think there's a possibility this week. Okay. Um, they're going to uh, – they're going to go to the Superdome um, this week for a practice. Uh, and – yeah, we haven't heard specifically that they are going to scrimmage, but, uh, you know, I think that's probably a possibility uh, because you're looking at Sunday, this coming Sunday being two weeks out, I believe, from the season opener. Yeah, we're 19 mistaken. days out right now. Yeah, yeah. So um, at some point soon, you need to have some, like, live contact, and there need, you need to, to kind of risk the uh, – the injury there to see what you have in some guys yeah. where you're not risking the injury in these four preseason games, you need to at least have some live contact. So maybe, you know, maybe this week, um, I don't know if they do it at the Superdome, but it sounds like this is a week where they're kind of starting to like build toward that. Right. Um, so, uh, and that's, I, I think that's going to be really important for a lot of reasons and beyond, beyond just like the stuff like evaluating running backs and linebackers for tackling and missed tackling and all that stuff. Um, it's going to help for evaluating these special teams guys and going full speed and, and seeing if guys can like block a punt or, um, you know, bring down a, a, a punt returner in an open field or, or whatever. Um, it's, it's going to be important for them to get this in before, before the season starts on September 13th. Well, you mentioned the Superdome and I think it's going to be important too, not only to evaluate guys maybe in scrimmaging stuff like that, but also to just get to get used to a, an empty Superdome. I mean, yeah. talk about depth perception, all the things that we talked about on the NBA, like I just, an empty Superdome to me just sounds so crazy. It seems so crazy because we've been in there, you know, before game day when it's empty and just thinking about having a game play in that environment, it just seems so bananas to me. Yeah. Yeah. It seems really just like it doesn't, doesn't seem real, you know, yeah. it, it just, uh, it's a really big building. Like I'm sure that a lot of the listeners, this pod have, have been inside the Superdome yeah. when it's full. Uh, but when it's empty, it's just like, you, you can really get a sense for just how big the building is. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious what the acoustics would be like in there when, you know, there's, there's nothing going on besides football. I imagine there's going to be some sort of piped in noise, but um, it's, it's such a, it's such a big build, building that, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird thinking about. We should have a, a media football game in there and just test out the acoustics and just try yelling at each other. And yeah, well, <laughs> look, look, we can't do that because of social distancing, but we can have a yodeling contest from across the. Uh, okay. Is that something uh, you excel in? <laughs> I'm bringing up, <laughs> I'm bringing up yodeling on the Saints pod. This is a first. Folks. This is a first. Uh, I don't excel at yodeling. But I do have uh, I do have what's known as a command voice when okay. when needed. Yeah. I learned that in the Marines, hmm. right? So, so maybe I maybe I do excel at yodeling. I don't know. So your voice gets better when you try to project it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's uh, it's not something uh, everybody's born with. You know. Nope. I'm, but, I'm uh, I take pride in my command voice, and and look, maybe. This is a, a, a second career opportunity for me. I can, I can move out to the Alps. 
and you uh, and just have a good, good time <laughs> like wear wear some of those weird Swiss clothes. I don't know. Let's go. I, I, it sounds like fun to me. Sounds like a great time. I am not one of those people that was blessed with that voice. My coach would always yell at me and like say I needed to be more of a leader on the court. And I was like, I am trying to yell at people, but when I yell, my voice gets more quiet. And so I was not. I was not blessed with that skill that you were blessed with, Luke. Well, what you don't want, what you don't want is when you're, you're trying to get like everybody's attention and when you yell, your voice just gets higher. Yeah, that's how mine is. That's just embarrassing. Yeah, that, yeah, it is very, is, thanks for pointing that out. It is very embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> on the offense, Luke, uh, I saw a picture on social media the other day uh, for the Saints that had all of the receivers in one frame and it looked like it was basically like the entire football team. It was like 10, 12 guys, but um, you know, other than Michael Thomas, which is just a given, uh, we haven't really heard a lot about these receivers. What are you seeing out of, firstly, Emmanuel Sanders? How is he developing in this offense? Well, I thought yesterday was a really interesting day for Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, yeah, they, they started up team, like a team drill, and there was something that just really frustrated him. Like, he, he walked off to the back of the formation, he slammed his helmet down, and uh, yeah, I was wondering, I was like, well, what happened? Yeah, you see that with competitive guys. Like I saw it with Mike Thomas a couple times last year. He ended up having a pretty decent year. Right. Uh, but so he 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 gets all frustrated, and then like three plays later, Drew hits him on like a perfect like forty yard pass down the sideline for a touchdown. And after that drill was over, the Saints go into like you know working on their punting units, and the whole time. Drew and Emmanuel Sanders are off to the sideline and Drew's like pantomiming how to run routes and like look over his shoulder for the ball. And uh, like, they're, they're working out like little kinks in their their timing and everything like that. I just think it's, it's really important watching. They're really interesting watching these relationships develop over uh, a period of a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, because by September 13th, they're going to need to try to be on the same page, despite not having any real live game experience together. Um, so it's really cool watching that that kind of develop. And I think they had a pretty nice day yesterday. Um, Traquan Smith had a great day yesterday. Uh, they went into two-minute offense, and the first four plays, the ball was thrown at Traquan Smith, each of those plays. Uh, he caught three of them. One of them was like a 40-yard bomb. Um, they beat uh, C.D. Deuce down the middle for that one. Um, so I think if he can stay healthy, people are kind of down on Traquan too. Uh, just he's he's battled some injuries and some inconsistency. He had he had a big training camp as a rookie, and they, he didn't really, outside of a few games, he didn't really show you know what all the hype was about. And then last year, I thought he was off to a really strong start, and then he got hurt against Los Angeles, and and you know he had an ankle injury that that kind of held him back. I think if he can stay healthy, uh, I don't know where all you know, how many how many passes he's going to be throwing because they have so many guys to throw right. passes to, but. Uh, I think he can be a legitimate third option uh, at receiver. I think he's he's really developed nicely there. And then Deontay Harris is, yeah, I, I, we're kind of forgetting about him a little bit, but I think he's really developed as a as a receiver. And I think there's going to be a, a a package for him that that takes more advantage of his offensive skills than they did last year. Uh, I think they're going to open it up. I, I don't I don't think he's going to be like a like a five, six touch per game kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but I do think they're going to take their, their chances with him. They're going to take their shots with him because he's, he's got some, some real ability and he's, he's smart too. He's really savvy, um, which I think works in his favor. If anyone can take advantage of it, it's Sean Payton. Um, and props to yeah. you for saying only CD Deuce and not saying CD Deuce 
formerly known as Chauncey Gardner Johnson because I feel like now that he changed his name, it's very hard to like say one and not the other. And it's just, I don't know. I'm still working through it, man. I'm yeah. still working through it. I had somebody call me out on Twitter yesterday for saying CJGJ. And I'm just like, look, I've, I've used, I've used like four names for, for him since he, he came here last year. I'm trying to figure out which one is the right one. Uh, but I, I think this is a, you know, his training camp for the media too. So like yes. maybe I'll get it figured out by September 13th. We'll yes. See. Luke, last question before I let you go. Um, do you think we'll see more fluidity out of the running backs this year now that Alvin Kamara is back to 100%? Because we saw, um, you know, a lot from Latavius Murray last year. Do, we, do you think we'll see more like what we saw out of Alvin and Mark Ingram in 2017 of, you know, utilizing both of the backs? Or, or what do you think we'll see out of them? <laughs> That's a really tough question. Yeah, I think last year, like I was kind of anticipating like a like a sixty forty split uh, going into the year, and then you know, before Alvin got hurt, it was more like a it's more like an eighty twenty split. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Alvin was getting a, a lot of the workload, um, so I, I don't know. I, I would I would anticipate mm -hmm. it would be something similar to the to the Alvin and Mark Ingram uh, kind of split in carries, touches, whatever, from 2017 with Alvin being the Mark Ingram role, uh, you know, getting the, the 15 to 20 touches a game. Um, and that feels right to me uh, with just uh, wanting to make sure he stays healthy, sharp, explosive, all those things. Uh, when he's those things, he's, he's more important to you then uh, when he's, he's getting six, seven yards a pop, or a pop touching the ball than he is if you're giving him the ball 25 times and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's wearing down. I, I, I just think that's probably the better way to go. Um, but they, the interesting wrench in this is Ty Montgomery, who, yeah, I, I wasn't like super, I wasn't super confident he'd make the team at, at the start of training camp just because I, I didn't see what his role could be. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, Dwayne Washington plays a, a really good special teams. Are, are they going to keep four running backs? You know, I, I just, didn't know but he's been excellent in training camp uh and you can clearly see that they have an idea for what he can be as a player as a kind of a two-way player um I, I think he makes the team and I, I think he he has a role on this offense where he gets involved yeah I, I don't think it's it's going to be a huge role because again they have a lot of guys to touch the ball but um I think he I think he gets in there and and he's able to 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 make plays both in the passing game and running game Man, it's going to be an exciting, uh, exciting next couple of weeks to see what the Saints do. Um, Luke, I know you have to go. Be sure uh, to follow Luke on social media at by Luke Johnson. You get to see a ton of cute pictures of his pups um, and so much more info. It's true. The they've, they've, they've been scratching at the door this whole time. Honestly, <laughs> I hope that I hope that shows up in the pod audio. <laughs> my my computer audio is good enough to pick that up. Um, that was Luke Johnson from the New Orleans Advocate and Times Begune. Luke, thanks so much for joining us. Read my stuff. <laughs> That'll do it for today's New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Of course, we'll try to keep you up to date with everything you need to know involving the Saints on social media at Saints. So be sure to follow them. And of course, turn on your notifications on your Saints app to stay up to date with all of the news and information coming out from Saints camp. That'll do it for today. On Tuesday, we'll continue our coverage of the Saints on Wednesday, uh, of course, with our afternoon wrap and CST show as the Saints continue practice on Wednesday. 
Thanks everyone for joining me on the show and have a great day.